From WGVU, this is Focus West Michigan for Monday, February 19, 2024. I'm Rick Beerling in for Joe Balecki. Later, Shelley Irwin speaks with restaurant partners Jeff Lobdell about his new role. In local news, Dean Transportation is holding a town hall this week for GRPS families. Ready by Five seeks more funding, and Gildas Club Grand Rapids is hosting a Black Love event this weekend. In state news, former President Trump rallied in Oakland County on Saturday. Those stories and more coming up here on Focus West Michigan. This WGVU podcast is brought to you by listeners like you. To support Focus West Michigan and everything WGVU Public Media does, make a contribution at WGVUnews.org. West Michigan News, Dean Transportation is holding a town hall meeting for Grand Rapids Public School students, parents, and guardians this week. WGVU's David Limbaugh spoke with a representative about what the bus provider hopes to accomplish with that meeting. During GRPS's most recent board meeting, several students and parents spoke of their frustrations with the district and its transportation provider, Dean Transportation. There have been multiple times, more than I can count, whereas Dean Transportation is not on time and where I have to miss my bus in the morning. Students as young as five and six being left unattended repeatedly for over a half hour about GRPS saying a student is with Dean, while Dean says the student is dropped off and the student is not home. Dean Transportation hopes GRPS stakeholders will attend this week's town hall so these issues can be addressed. This is the second meeting Dean is hosting. During their first in November, Regional Director Kevin Harkness says many stakeholders asked for more town halls to address any issues that arose throughout the school year. We value the feedback from the community and we use that feedback to strive to get better. In essence, I mean, that is what these community events are about. We can talk about it and spin it and we can do whatever we want, but the idea is we want to hear what the community has to say for continuing improvement. The meeting will take place Thursday, February 22nd from 6 to 8 p.m. at the Grand Rapids Center for Community Transformation. More information can be found at grps.org. I'm David Limbaugh. Programs supporting children from newborn to age 5 may not get a funding increase, but WGBU's Phil Dawson reports they could keep their current level of funding. Family Futures Board member Greg Northrup says the Kent County Ready by 5 program needs more money to support the county's youngest citizens. We need to build a base and a foundation for the future. The most critical time in a child's life is from 0 to 5. And he thinks the county commission should approve a motion to ask voters to increase the millage for Ready by 5 from 0.2 to 0.45 mills. I think we ought to let the voters decide. But while the County Finance and Physical Resource Committee does support renewing the current millage for another six years, Matt Kalman and a majority do not support asking voters for an increase in the August election. I think that's I think that's enough. I think I think it it'd be a mistake to try to ask voters for more. Where where are people going to come up with the extra money. The full commission is expected to vote on the Ready by Five millage renewal ballot question this week. I'm Phil Dawson. The DeVos Family Foundation is making a $50 million commitment to children's health. The investment supports area partnerships advancing pediatric medical, rehabilitative, and mental health care. WGVU's Patrick Center has the details. At Corwell Health, Helen DeVos Children's Hospital, a celebration of comprehensive care. This community doesn't compete. This community collaborates. That's Doug DeVos. How do we improve? How do we provide better care for more people in better ways? 
to make sure that we provide the most exceptional, coordinated, and compassionate care to our community here. Tina Friesdecker is president and CEO of Corwell Health. She explained how it, along with Mary Freebed and Pine Rest Christian Mental Health Services, are creating a broader pediatric care ecosystem. The DeVos family's $50 million gift supporting collaborative programs. Helen DeVos Children's Hospital is receiving $40 million, portions supporting the expanded comprehensive care program and pediatric intensive care unit, along with a $20 million endowment for the child and family life team. Mary Freebed is receiving $5 million toward the construction of the Joan Secchia Children's Rehabilitation Hospital. Opening in 2026, it will increase care annually, serving an additional 2,000 to 2,500 children. Also opening in 2026 is the Pine Rest Pediatric Center of Behavioral Health. It, too, is receiving a $5 million gift toward construction and expansion of programs. President and CEO Dr. Mark Eastberg explains how its programs will become an extension of Helen DeVos Children's Hospital. Handoffs between our organizations will be seamless, which is what families need when they're in the middle of a crisis. I'm Patrick Center. As Black History Month continues, Gilda's Club Grand Rapids is hosting an open house focusing on black love. WGVU's Jennifer Moss speaks with one of the organizers of the event. Coming up on Saturday, Gilda's Club Grand Rapids will host the Black Love Open House, an event honoring Black History Month. Minority Outreach Coordinator for Gilda's Club, Tracy Whiting, says this month's focus is love, love found in supportive communities like Gilda's Club. We're going to look at it from a past, present, and future perspective, including romantic, friendship, kinship, and community. Whiting says the gathering will celebrate the intimacies and many layers of relationships within the African-American community and will include families, friends, and others hoping to share the love. My hope and my goal is that one would come and embrace the love that the African-American community shares with each other and the community, and they will get to see an insight on how we love and the differences in terms of relationship. The Black Love event is free and will be held at Gilda's Club on Saturday, February 24th from 1 until 3. There will be activities and conversation. Registration is encouraged, and you can do so, or you can find more info at gildasclubgr.org. I'm Jennifer Moss. Former President Donald Trump marked the first day of early voting in Michigan with a campaign stop in Oakland County on Saturday. This year, Republicans will choose who receives Michigan's Republican National Convention delegates via a hybrid primary caucus model with a centralized caucus taking place in early March. But Pete Hoekstra, who recently received recognition as state Republican Party chair by the National Party, says the location of that caucus is up in the air. It was scheduled to be at Huntington Place in Detroit. We have I haven't seen a contract for the Huntington Place, uh, so I don't know what um, you know what our commitment there is. You know, we, we just got to get some more information, and then then we will uh, finalize a decision. Hookstra says an issue is competing party leadership under Christina Caramo still has control of the party's finances. That issue is currently before the courts. The Grand Traverse Band of Ottawa and Chippewa Indians is gearing up for research that will help biologists see how aquatic ecosystems are doing. This spring, the band's fisheries team will start deploying underwater cameras. The idea is to gather imagery of fish communities undisturbed in select areas of Grand Traverse Bay and Lake Michigan. Chris Hessel is a fisheries biologist with the band. 
He says it'll help scientists better understand where species are, how they move, and how they interact with certain habitats. We're finding out that the differences between West Bay and East Bay are almost as different as the difference between Green Bay and Leland. These areas are so close to each other, but the fish are, are just not doing what we originally expected. Hessel says scientists don't totally know why that is. He says most of the band surveying has been done with gill nets, which provide good data, but take fish out of the ecosystem. Gill net surveying will continue, but video will give researchers a better idea of how species near reefs and other habitats are moving and interacting. And a top Biden campaign official says the president is empathetic toward the concerns of those calling on Michigan Democrats to vote uncommitted in next week's presidential primary. The president's critics are upset over President Joe Biden's response to the Israel-Hamas war. They want Democrats to vote uncommitted to send a message. In Flint today, National Biden campaign co-chair Mitch Landrieu preferred to focus on the fight against former president and leading Republican presidential nominee Donald Trump. Emmy Award-winning journalist Hala Garani is a Syrian-American raised around the world, still searching for her identity. I was born here. I was raised there. You know, I speak so many languages. I count in French. I dream in Arabic. I work in English. Garani talks to Morning Edition about that search for belonging and the way it shaped who she is as a journalist. On the next Morning Edition from NPR News. With State and West Michigan News, Tuesday morning here on WGVU. This is Focus West Michigan. I'm Rick Beerling. The founder of Restaurant Partners here in the area, Jeff Lobdell, is now taking on a national role. He is the chair of the National Restaurant Association, and he spoke with WGVU's Shelley Irwin. Well, I bet you, the listener, like to eat. And eating out, well, I hope, and I hope my next guest agrees, is back. Let's talk to Jeff Lobdell. He's been here before. He'll be here again. President and founder of Restaurant Partners, adding another hat to his list of things he does. Jeff, always a pleasure. Thanks, Shelley. I appreciate coming on with you here. I was just, uh, uh, I'll give you a plug, just at your Sundance last week. Had good service. I wish I could remember your uh, my server's name. I'll give her a plug. But uh, I had myself a, a cheese omelet with a uh, uh, little those little hash, uh, those little spuds. Oh yeah, walked away happy. They always love it when you come down to visit them. You're one of their favorites every time you come over. Ate that. Uh, I uh, get the service, and of course, that's just one of the many under your leadership of restaurant partners. Uh, obviously, we can talk uh, all things uh, food, all of our conversation. But Jeff, uh, you do have a new hat that you're wearing. Before we get there, tell me about why restaurant partners is important to talk about. Thank you. Well, um, Restaurant Partners Management, our website is 4GR8Food, using letters and numbers, 4GreatFood.com. We have uh, 21 restaurant locations and two hotels. Uh, 15 of those restaurant locations are here in Grand Rapids, six are in Traverse City, and the Sugar Beach and Grand Beach Hotel Resorts are in Traverse City. So, uh, Do some road tripping. Yeah. <laughs> what got you into this business? Well, I kind of followed in my dad's footsteps. He was a fast food franchisee in Traverse City, Michigan, where I grew up and uh, worked for somebody who worked for him. And I said, you know what, I, may, I didn't know if I wanted to do it or not. And then I worked at a hotel and conference center and they, they made me employee of the month when I was about 17 years old. And I said, you know what, I'm going to follow my dad's footsteps and go to Michigan State and study uh, hospitality business there. Well, you did uh, follow your <clears throat> journey. Yeah. Jeff, are, are we back in the restaurant? 
Uh, restaurants are doing well. I think uh, Grand Rapids and Traverse City both have a very vibrant uh, food and beverage uh, industry, and and uh, things are going well. I, w- I was just mentioning that it was we're coming up on the three year anniversary mark. I think it was February sixteenth or seventeenth of twenty twenty one when the dining rooms um, reopened after the pandemic. So we're trying to put all that the scars of that in the rearview mirror and and just keep moving on. Well, and you keep moving on. I introduce you now as the chair of the National Restaurant Association for your 35 years of ownership and leadership in the hospitality industry. How big of a deal is this? Thanks. Yeah, I'm honored to be uh, uh, the chairman of the board of the National Restaurant Association. I've served on that board for 10 years now and proud to advocate uh, on behalf of all restaurants uh, across the country and their staff and their guests. You know, there are a million restaurants in the United States, and they're hoping that our sales will hit $1.1 trillion for all these restaurants, which would be a new record. And we have 15 million food service employees in the country. Thank you for that. Uh, So as chair, uh, the buck stops here often, uh, what what are you managing when it comes to those who gather with the National Restaurant Association? Sure, we're really... um, some of the things we're at, well, of course, the National Restaurant Association is very big on training and food safety. Uh, our Serve Safe product is available all across the country. Uh, we use that in all of my restaurants, including Beltline Bar, Sundance Grill, Omelet Shop, Bagel Beanery, Grand Coney, Red Geranium Restaurants, Flapjack Shack, Real Food Cafe, Noble Restaurant, Pete's Tavern. I could go on. We, we love their training products, so that's number one. But number two, we like to advocate. Uh, we're working hard now on the Credit Card Competition Act to make sure the, the cost of using credit cards um, is that there's a duopoly right now between Visa and MasterCard. We'd like to have more competition in there, that which we think will bring the prices of credit card processing down. Um, we're also advocating on behalf of restaurants and areas throughout the country to maintain the tip credit. So that's where the servers make a lower sub-minimum wage, but then they make tips. So they're always guaranteed at least minimum wage if they have a snowstorm, road construction. The, the, the company they work for will, no matter what, pay them minimum wage. But servers really make 27 to $29 and more, and they like their jobs. They like their flexibility. Uh, it works well for everyone right now. We're trying to make sure that uh, that status quo that works for everybody continues. That's another thing we're big about. I was going to certainly ask how much do tips matter, and yes. uh, obviously they do. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yep, it's uh, important. Uh, you know, the, the tips that the servers make uh, help them uh, raise their families, put their kids through school, and uh, it also, with that sub-minimum wage, allows restaurants to operate in a economical fashion in which they can have food service prices that are um, uh, and menu prices that are uh, palatable for the guests that are coming in. Jeff Lobdell with us again, President, Restaurant Partners Management. That's here in our own backyard, our own state, and of course now wearing the hat of chair for the National Restaurant Association. There is, um, let's see, my notes tell me there is actually a largest trade show, which is the National Restaurant Association show. That must be kind of fun. Sure, that happens in May every year in Chicago. That's uh, one of the biggest shows in the world, so the entire town fills up and McCormick Place has every one of their rooms filled with vendors, whether it's food products or new technology for restaurants or 
training or anything you can think of, uh, new patio furniture. Um, it's all on display in Chicago at our big show every year. Yes. That will come back once our summer is here. We'll be sitting outside. Uh, there is a unique career-building high school program uh, underneath the association's arm? Yes, uh, the... Um, they have uh, the Sir Safe is the training, but they have um, N R A E F. Yep, the, educa- the Pro Start. Yeah, yeah. Pro Start uh, Educational Foundation, and we had one of the teams from Michigan was a national champion this year, so they did real well. But they have uh, winners in either culinary or management. Uh, I think there's over 500 schools across the country that have Pro Start programs. And most all of the states compete, and they send a winner each year to nationals, and um, they compete for management skills and culinary skills. What do you want from uh, from your guests when they visit one of your restaurants? Uh, what? Uh, how should we be well uh, working with hand in hand your service? Well, uh, we love our guests. Without our guests, we wouldn't have our businesses or our jobs, and uh, they mean the world to us. So. It's our job to take great care of our guests. You know, restaurants are more than just places that you go to get a happy hour or a good breakfast or a nice meal. They're community gathering places. You go there in times of celebration. You go there if your family's troubled and you want a big place to meet and something's going on. Um, people go there for, you know, a few days ago, the Super Bowl or and or, um, you know, they'll go there. If there's elections and all kinds of stuff and rub elbows with everyone else, I think restaurants are a very important part of fabric of the community, and they're great gathering places, so the guests are very appreciated. Yes, and of course the restaurant industry has provided more than 60% of the adult workforce in this country uh, with skills. I mean, skills add to their value in the professional world here, I see. For sure, yeah. Um, two out of three Americans at one point in time worked in a restaurant, and one out of three Americans uh, had it as their first job. As I mentioned earlier, 15 million uh, people in our country, which makes up currently 10% of our entire country's workforce, are working in hospitality. So they're important jobs. What do you look forward to uh, adding to, uh, subtracting from when it comes to your new role as chair of the National Restaurant Association, Jeff? Well, the restaurant industry has been very good to me and my family. I kind of fell into a niche of acquiring restaurants from retiring restaurateurs. A lot of staple brands that have been here in in, Tra- in, in Grand Rapids and Traverse City. Uh, I have family that's in the fast food business and family that's in the brewery business. And so I'm, I'm, I, I, my mantra has been I'm advocating for all families, not just my family, which the industry has been very good to, but also for all the families that work in the industry and dine in the industry. Um, I want to make sure we have uh, safe workplaces. I want to make sure that uh, the businesses are strong and healthy and and that people are well-trained and advocating for everybody. All right. How do we find out more information in general about you and your work, Jeff? Yeah, go to fourgreatfood.com. That's the number four, the letters G-R, the number eight, F-O-O-D.com is all of our great sites. We have some really good clips about what great jobs there are in the hospitality industry. It's about time I get back to Beltline Bar. I think I'll, I'll do that this week. I'd love to meet you there for lunch. <laughs> Let's do it, Jeff. Thank you for your leadership. Uh, of course, adding another hat, a very important one in representing West Michigan as the chair of the National Restaurant Association. Thank you. Thank you, Shelley. WGVU's Shelley Irwin with Jeff Lobdell, the new chair of the National Restaurant Association.
And this has been Focus West Michigan from WGVU on Monday, February 19, 2024. I'm Rick Beerling in for Joe Balecki. WGVU News and Public Affairs Director is Patrick Center. We will be back with more news and West Michigan happenings on Tuesday, wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you so much for listening.